Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. This week's story is Penelope Tickles the Ivories. Tickles the Ivories is an idiom which means playing the piano. So that should give you a clue what this week's story is about. As usual, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. The name of last week's hymn was No Not One from the story Pearson's Jonah Plant, but we didn't have a winner, so hopefully this week we will. Now let's get to this week's story, Penelope Tickles the Ivories. When the Peters began homeschooling just before Thanksgiving, Mama Peters also decided to have Pearson and Penelope begin piano lessons. Mama Peters, an accomplished musician in her own right, had never been able to find the time to teach the children since government school had bogged them down with so much after-school homework. But with homeschooling, Mama Peters found the time to teach Pearson, Penelope, and even Todd Hicks piano lessons. Piano lessons had been going so well, and Penelope, Pearson, and Todd were advancing so quickly that when another piano teacher from church approached Mama Peters about Pearson, Todd, and Penelope joining her students for a piano recital, she quickly agreed. The following Monday morning, when Mrs. Hicks dropped Todd off for homeschool, Mama Peters addressed the piano recital. Good morning, Mama Peters. Thank you for having Todd, as always. I have something I want to discuss with you. Oh, of course, Mrs. Hicks. I hope nothing's wrong. Oh, not at all, Mama Peters. I just wanted to let you know that I'm hoping that I can put in my two weeks' notice in the coming months so that I can stay home and begin homeschooling with Todd. Mitch gave me the green light to quit my job as soon as possible, but I don't want to create a hardship for my boss and leave him in the lurch. He's very dependent on me. Oh, wow, that is good news, Mrs. Hicks. I am so glad you'll be able to stay home full-time, but not for my sake, because we'll certainly miss Todd. Oh, I know, he'll miss you guys a great deal, too, Mrs. Hicks acknowledged. Ever since Mr. and Mrs. Hicks had remarried in December, there had been lots of changes in the Hicks family. They were all regularly attending Evergreen Reform Church, and the Peters and Hicks families had grown much closer together. Well, Mama Peters, I need to get moving. But Lord willing, I'll see you after school. All right, Mrs. Hicks. But before you go, let me run something by you real fast. Todd, Pearson, and Penelope have been working so hard at their piano that I would love for them to perform in a piano recital with some other students from another piano teacher from church. Though it's just a week from Saturday, which gives us less than two weeks. I oversee their daily practices, and I don't think it'll be a huge problem. Oh, wonderful. I think that's a great idea. Todd, absolutely loves piano lessons, and he works really hard at it. It would be delightful to hear them all play their songs. It gives them something to work towards. I totally agree, Mrs. Hicks. It's a great goal. Well, then it's done. We'll plan for them to play the recital a week from Saturday. I was waiting to speak to you about it before I apprised the kids. Mrs. Hicks looked at her watch. Oh, boy. I'll be late if I don't get moving. Mrs. Hicks walked back to her car, and Mama Peters turned her attention to the five children in the house. Okay, kiddos, chop, chop. It's time for schooling, Mama Peters called out. What are we going to start with today, Mama P? Todd asked, bounding into the kitchen with patience in his arms. Well, Todd, first we'll do our memory work. Then I'll have you do your piano, followed by Penelope and Pearson, Mama Peters explained. Everyone sat at the table, Patience in Todd's lap and Priscilla in Penelope's lap. They recited their memory verses. They had been progressively working through Matthew 6 and were currently on verse 31. They usually said the entire chapter each day, this school day, 
they were practicing their recitation of verse 31. Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear for clothing? Since the verse had three questions, Mama Peters assigned each of the children a question. She had Todd ask, What shall we eat? And Penelope, What shall we drink? And Pearson, What shall we wear? She allowed them to do their voices dramatically or with accents. By the end of reciting the verse nine times, they definitely had it mastered. They had a great time memorizing it together, what with Todd repeating his lines with a Shakespearean flair and a British accent. After the memory work, they worked on their weekly hymn, which was He Lifted Me. They sang the song together four times, sometimes quietly and sometimes at the top of their lungs. Mama Peters did her best to make memory time interesting and fun. Lastly, they did all of their fast facts work, which involved history, math, Latin, science, and grammar. Mama Peters usually shared a devotional from one of her books and worked with them on their catechism before they each had to begin their separate work. While Penelope worked on math, and Pearson worked on history, and the twins sat on the floor playing with magnetic building blocks, Mama Peters gave a piano lesson to Todd. Todd, I want you to work really hard to perfect all creatures of our God and King, because I'm going to have you play that for a recital. The recital is one week from Saturday, and you, Pearson, and Penelope will be performing in a recital alongside Mrs. Florosco's students. How does that sound? It sounds totally tubular, Mama P. Todd responded with his usual fervor. It sounds super radical, super rocket, and I should say I'm in. I had a feeling you would be, Mama Peters laughed <laughs> and directed Todd through the scales. Pearson's piano lesson was up next. And though he wasn't quite as excited as Todd about the recital, he did express some interest. That's pretty cool, Mama Peters. But do you think I'm good enough to play in it? Oh, yes, Piers, I think you'll do just fine. I'd like you to play Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. Since you've been practicing it for a few weeks, with hard work, you'll be able to perfect it. Okay, then, Mama Peters. I hope I don't mess up, though. Then it was time for Penelope's lesson. Unlike Todd and Pearson, though, Penelope was decidedly not thrilled about performing in a recital. Oh, Mama Peters, I am not ready for that. I I'm going to do horribly. I, I just know it. Have you ever heard Joanna Buck? She's so, so good. I, I couldn't even come close to that, and she's my age. Pen, Joanna Buck has been playing piano since she was knee-high to a grasshopper, for one thing. And for another, we never need to compare ourselves with anyone else. We are simply called to work with all of our hearts as working for the Lord. That verse from Colossians 3.23 is a verse you've known since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. So here's the question, Pen: Do you work with all of your heart as working for the Lord? Well, I, I suppose I do. And are you called to a heart of contentment? which precludes any jealousy or covetousness over how anyone else plays? Well, of course, Mama Peters, but, but I, I just really don't want to play. Why is that, Pen? Well, I, 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 don't, I just don't know. I, I don't think I'm very good, and, and I don't think anyone else wants to hear me play. But it certainly isn't all about you, Pen. We learn to play because it blesses others, and it helps us to worship and praise the Lord. So no more of this talk. Let's begin our lesson. You'll be playing the doxology. The answer from Mama Peters didn't quell the nervousness of Penelope's heart. But she tried to ignore the feelings of anxiety and played the song quickly. She was pretty careless because her mind was preoccupied. 
and Mama Peters was feeling quite impatient. Penelope, please try harder. Penelope started over and worked as hard as she could afford to without releasing the concerns of her heart to the Lord. It was only when Mama Peters snapped, No! Watch your fingering! that Penelope finally began to concentrate. She worked her way through the rest of the piano lesson with her eyes filled with tears. Even after the piano lesson was over, Penelope was distracted by the anxieties of her heart as she began to slowly dread the coming recital. Mama Peters, having already had a brief outburst of impatience at the piano, noticed Penelope's absent-mindedness in all areas of schooling that day, and she in turn struggled to speak in measured tones. Penelope, you certainly know that 24 divided by 2 is 12 and not 13. Where is your head today? I, I, I don't know, Mama Peters. I, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll try harder. Nellie, Dudette, you want my help? I'm totally wigging at how chill my math is today. I'm already done with my math, so let me help you out there, Todd offered sweetly. Todd, that would be a great help to me today, Mama Peters sighed. I'm going to put the twins down and then get lunch together. On the way up the stairs, Mama Peters prayed a quick prayer in her heart. She confessed her impatience to the Lord and pleaded for grace to redeem the rest of her day. She beseeched the Lord to help her be gracious and patient, especially with Penelope. As she quickly took an inventory of her heart, she admitted that her expectations for the day were to be able to check off a very large list of to-dos that she had determined were necessary to complete. When she sensed that she would fall short of completion, she had grown angry and impatient. Oh, it was very easy to recognize, but it wasn't so easy to repent. Throughout the day, as she had become more impatient and had grown more angry, 1 Corinthians 10.13 kept coming to mind. There has no temptation overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also that you may be able to endure it. Mama Peters had become entangled by the temptation to become impatient, and she had given in to it. She understood that the way out was to confess and repent and abide in Christ. And so she determined that after putting the twins down, she would march right downstairs and ask Penelope for forgiveness. And that is exactly what she did. She walked back into the kitchen where Penelope was still struggling over easy math problems under Todd's patient tutelage. Nellie Dudette, think of the problem like this. You've got 60 totally sticky sweet taffy bars, and your pal Emily wants 38 of them. So what you got left, Nellie girl? Something inside Penelope clicked, and she answered in her usual fast cadence. Oh, taffy, I love taffy. So there's no way I'm going to share 38 of them with Emily, but, but, but if I did, I would have like 22 left. Todd looked pleased with his young student's answer. Yup, that's right. And guess what? You're donezo with your math for today. I was beginning to think that your brain had run off down the street today. Oh, I know. I, I just am not feeling myself today, Penelope answered. Well, maybe it's because you're hangry. Todd laughed. <laughs> well, I'm definitely hungry, but I'm not sure that that's, that's what's bothering me today. Speaking of being hungry, Mama Peters interjected, I'm making lunch right now. How about giving me a hand, Pen? Sure, Mama Peters, Penelope answered. Nellie, I am sorry for being impatient with you during piano and then during math. I've not been very long suffering with your concerns about the recital, 
and I wanted to get it behind us as quickly as possible because I know I have a lot to do today. I wronged you, though, and I sinned against the Lord. Would you forgive me for my angry responses? Oh, of course, Mama Peters. I'm sorry myself for being so absent-minded today. I know it's not been helpful to you, Mama Peters. Well, you have a lot going on in your heart, sweet daughter. That's true, Mama Peters. I, I really am so scared about the recital, and I, and I just can't stop thinking about it. Like, what if I mess up? What if I fail? What if people laugh at me? What if I completely forget my song? Oh, dear me. I should have been more patient with you, Penelope, because I can totally relate to those concerns. I played in lots of recitals growing up, and I always felt nervous about them. But remember what we always say? You can control the preparation, but you can't control the outcome. So you do your best, and then you leave the results to the Lord. And that should be satisfying enough. I know, Mama Peters, and and that's a good reminder. But it doesn't feel like I can stop thinking about that recital coming up. What am I supposed to do with all of these thoughts? Penelope, it's not easy, but you can put your thoughts off. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.5 that we're to take every thought captive to obey Christ. That means it's like we capture thoughts, we capture them that are not obedient to the Lord, and we force our minds to obey. When we think, I can't do this, we must force our minds to stop thinking that and instead think, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As it says in Philippians 4.13, God hasn't commanded us to do anything that he'll not give us the strength to do. So we work hard at putting off wrong thoughts and put on right scripture to replace it. And the Spirit of God will help your heart to become more calm and a peace that passes all understanding, like it says in Philippians 4.7. Thanks, Mama Peters. That does make me feel a bit better, but I'm probably going to still be nervous. I know, honey, and that's natural. I suppose it's just part of being human, but if you find yourself panicking or your mind wandering to the piano recital while you're in the middle of doing math, you need to put that off and make sure you complete your math and let go of those thoughts that are making you anxious. Okay, Mama Peters, I think I can do that. Mama Peters finished making the last grilled cheese sandwich, and everyone sat at the table to eat lunch. Before they ate, Mama Peters prayed a lengthy prayer for Penelope asking the Lord to give her peace, that they would all practice hard and do well in the upcoming recital. After giving thanks for the food and saying amen, they ravenously consumed lunch. In the days leading up to the recital, Penelope found that she was continuously fighting off anxious thoughts. But in practicing putting off thoughts and putting on correct thoughts, she became more adept at fighting the bad thoughts. The day of the recital had arrived and Mama Peters was curling Penelope's hair in the bathroom. How you doing, my love? Mama Peters inquired as she uncurled a long blonde lock from the curling iron. I'm okay, Mama Peters. I'm definitely super nervous, but I, I hope that I'll be able to conquer all my thoughts until it's my turn. Well, you're doing well, Pen, so praise the Lord for that. It was time to leave for the recital, and Daddy Peters beckoned the family to follow him to the car. On the way to the recital, Daddy Peters prayed aloud and asked the Lord to bless their time at the recital. They also had a conversation about potential problems. Remember, if you mess up, just keep playing, Mama Peters encouraged. Don't stop. Just play until you can close it out. And remember, 
Look at the audience and bow your head as a thank you when you're finished. As the other students played one by one, Penelope felt nervous thoughts welling up within her. She quietly prayed that God would help her to remember that he had brought her to this moment and he would surely bring her through it. When it was finally her turn, she walked up to the stage as slowly as she could manage, heeding Mama Peters' advice to walk slowly. At the piano, Penelope began playing the doxology. About halfway through, her mind began to wander to the audience, and she began thinking thoughts like, Oh no, what if? But even as she began to think about those things, she remembered to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And she turned mentally back to the piano, playing each note intentionally. When she was finally finished, she stood up, bowed her head, and breathed a sigh of relief. Whew, that was quite audible to the audience. This time, instead of walking to her seat, she raced back to her seat as though a burden had been lifted from her shoulders. Todd played next, and when he messed up in the middle of the song, instead of continuing as he had been instructed, he yelled out in Todd fashion, Whoops! My bad, y'all! And then, just like that, he continued playing and finished his song. Penelope realized how different Todd was and thought about how that must have been so easy for him. But God had given her a different personality and a different set of challenges. But the same was true for Todd as it was for her. All who know Jesus struggle with something and they must take those struggles captive to the obedience of Christ. Penelope turned and looked at Mama Peters, whose eyes were filled with tears. Mama Peters mouthed, I love you, Pen. Penelope nodded and mouthed, I love you, Mama Peters, and pointed her hand toward heaven, where Christ is. She praised him because she recognized that it was God alone who had given her the ability and the strength to do something that she thought was impossible. This is Grandmom's Corner. Boy, could I relate to the part of the story where Mama Peters teaches piano lessons to kids she knows really well? and loves a lot too. For several years, I've been giving lessons to some of my grandkids. About two and a half years ago, the grandkids who were my piano students joined with some other piano students of different teachers from church and performed in a piano recital. My granddaughter Phoebe is one of my students. I've asked her to share her memories of that recital and she's here with me now. Hi Phoebe. Hi Grandmom. Can you tell everyone how old you are? I am eight years old. And you've been taking piano lessons from me for about how long? About three years. And though you haven't heard the story of Penelope yet this week, you had a similar experience with a piano recital. Do you remember when you participated in it? Yes, I was really excited to be in my first piano recital. Do you remember the songs you played? Yes, I played It Is Well With My Soul and From A Wigwam. I remember the piano recital well. As a grandmom first and a piano teacher second, I was nervous for all of my grandkids who were performing that evening. I especially remember Phoebe's piano solos because I was extra nervous. I don't know if you know this, Phoebe, but before the recital began, your mom and one of your aunts approached me to tell me that you had forgotten your music books at home and that while you were going over your music at church, you couldn't really remember it. Well, I didn't know what to do. I wondered if we should have you just play one song or if we should scrap the whole thing. In the end though, I didn't have much time to think about it because it was time to begin. 
I had to trust God for the outcome and hope for the best. But boy, was I praying hard. I know you were nervous too. Phoebe, why don't you explain why you were nervous? Well, there was a full-sized piano when I was just used to playing on a keyboard. So when I got to church, I forgot my music. Oh boy. I was nervous that I might forget my music and also that I was in front of everyone <laughs> <laughs> and if I messed up. Right. Tell us about how you performed. Well, God helped me remember my music. Mm -hmm. And I also remember my mom saying, if I messed up, mm -hmm. I just could keep going through. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a mistake, mm -hmm. but I just kept playing my music. As it turned out, all the nerves were for naught because you did really well that night. And as you said, God helped you, right? Yeah. It was a major praise to God, and all of your family breathed a big sigh of relief. Thanks for sharing that with us, Phoebe. You're welcome. I love you, Phoebe. Love you, Grandma. It's so important that we give our burdens and cares to God. He cares about everything we care about, and He wants us to tell Him all about our troubles. We know He hears us because the Bible tells us so. Psalm 18.6 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice from His temple, and my cry for help before Him came into His ears. Don't you just love how it says that His ears hear all of our cries for help? I sure do. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.